one is about who I am that relate to football, my life, how I got to where I am from as a youth player to where I am now moving into the coaching world. The topic number one is early childhood with the sport. Um, and I grew up there, the Democratic Republic of Congo, ages five until 18. Uh, we had a few years on and off where we came back to the States. First experience playing the sport was in third grade recess. It always seemed to go one way. Kids, we eat our snack or our lunch as quickly as possible. Just instinctively went to one team and that team filled up and then the next team and then you started playing. We were just trying to play as quickly as possible and, and my first experience, these two memories stick out to me very, very clearly. I have our goal and I passed the ball on the outside of the, the other kid and then I ran around the other side and I got the ball. And I was just, that memory sticks out for me. And then another one was getting the ball on the right side, cutting across the goal and shooting with my left foot. Those were two memories that stick out to me at the earliest age. I joined my first organized team later that year. I don't remember much from that, uh, from those games. I don't think I made the A team. <laughs> I think I was on the B team or whatever you want to call it. And a war broke out. So we moved back to the States for two years, I believe. Um, so I went to fourth and fifth grade here in the States. And that was my first real taste of organized soccer. My two years were there in Mississippi and they didn't have like club soccer that you do out here in California with, you know, the Slammers or Strikers or Galaxy Academy, you know, they had a rec league. You were just kind of put on a team, right? And the, that was my first real taste of organized practice, practice games, right? And that lasted for a few months. That's how long the season was. And it was fall and spring seasons. And I have a lot of memories that I was playing striker and I was just scoring goals left and right footed. Like it was just not to brag or anything, but it just came so natural. Youth soccer, that's probably my most vivid memory is just scoring goals left and right. And then I remember we played in this tournament where there was one goal where kicked it and it bounced. And then I just flicked it over the other goalkeeper, small field, but I flicked it over the other goalkeeper and scored. Um, that, was, that was a memory from that tournament. Um, and that's youth soccer. And so after that, we moved to middle school, moved back to Congo, um, and I went to middle school there, and we were playing futsal on the basketball court, and nobody wanted to play goalie. And I just volunteered to play goalie, and that was kind of my first position in soccer, or football. And I was the only kid that wanted to play goalkeeper, I guess, so seventh grade, eighth grade, I played goalie. Got to ninth grade, my brother was goalkeeper, so I, play kind of a kind of maybe a center defensive mid I don't really remember from ninth grade um, what I did but from high school from ninth grade I started off from goalkeeper moved up to defender and then by my sophomore junior year I was playing throughout the middle and on the wing depending on whatever side because I could use both feet and that's not something to brag about but Using both feet for me just came natural. I've never had a preference about what foot to use. Like you could put me in any situation and I'll use my left or my right foot depending on, you know, what angle I have. 
and that I don't have a preference. I can do everything with my right foot that I can do with my left foot, even today, which is something that, um, yes, I brag about that. <laughs> and I, I love that, because um, I think that's very hard. Most people have a, a preferred foot. You know, they, they're always gonna cut back and go to one side just because, you know, they know that they have better luck or maybe they have better control. They're always gonna do everything they can to get back on that, uh, on that foot. So in high school, point this out real quick. So from 10, 11, and 12, those three years, those three grades, so my grade was in 10, the 11th grade class, and the 12th grade class, we were so tight-knit as a group when it came to playing football that we had unbelievably good chemistry with each other. When we played for the school and playing against other teams, you know, it was very easy for us to play and anyone could really play any position because we kind of knew how the other person played. My high school year was phenomenal because when the class above me became seniors, we were juniors and that was probably the best years me playing, period. Living the sport 24 seven, that is what we did. Like we would play for hours. We would make our own futsal tournaments and we would watch games together. We play FIFA together. Like it was just soccer night and day. That really helped us create this bond that was just unbreakable when it came to being on the field because we knew how everyone played. My 11th grade and my senior year were arguably the two best years I've had when it came to playing the sport. Um, so I finished my senior year. Uh, I played a striker and I, my most vivid memory um, is we played this school. I scored six of the eight goals. Um, that was, and it's the first one. And I just, I was having a great day. They were just flying in from anywhere I shot from. Now, my second one was probably the best, my best high school moment for me personally. Um, we were playing one of, against one of our bigger rivals. He had it. He had the ball right here and he was taking his time. So I pressured him, I won the ball and I took a shot from here and it bent into the far corner uh, and it hit the side netting. And I remember celebrating, jumping into the air, throwing my fist up. Sad thing is we drew that game 5-5. That goal for me was just, you know, fantastic because he was taunting and he was talking the whole game and then winning the ball from him, taking that one touch into the box and then hitting it to that far corner. So that, that was senior year that really stuck with me and with, with football. Um, the sad thing is though, graduating from an international school and then trying to get into a college, I didn't really have a lot of coaches that helped uh, with that experience but as far as like making a highlight tape or how to reach out to schools to talk to coaches you know ask them what they're looking for so without really knowing what the process is like because we didn't have anyone at that school that had done it previously so I, I applied for a bunch of schools but the tuition was just outrageous so i couldn't really afford an out-of-state tuition and then having attempts to walk on um so i played junior college walked on and i got a scholarship my second year so those two years were pivotal in my life because they were fantastic because I was playing sport at a higher level outside of high school. You know, that's great. I was the only one from my class to do that. But my two years in JUCO, the reason why it's so pivotal is the coach had a lasting, head coach had a 
super negative impact in my life. He was just not approachable. He didn't really care about any kind of development as far as playing goes or moving to the next level or transferring from JUCO to a four-year college. Um, just to wrap up the video, <clears throat> my coach in JUCO had a lasting impression in my life because of the way he coached. Um, it made me hate the sport, it made me hate training, it made me hate practice, I took a break. Um, so when my JUCO days were done, I tried out at a four-year school, but I went into that tryout with no motivation, I didn't really want to do it, I just did it because our goalkeeper coach uh, offered a few of the players, if whoever wanted to try out, uh, he gave us the contact information for that coach and kind of recommended that we can come. So I didn't really go through with it after that. I transferred, I got my degrees, played a little club soccer at the school that I went to, the university. I played in various adult leagues throughout uh, the Mississippi, Tennessee, Memphis area. After that, I got a desk job and I moved out to California. And luckily for me, that didn't really work out. I laid off from that job just because of finance, financial reasons. And it was, honest to God, the best thing that happened to me because it gave me an opportunity to reevaluate my life. And at that time, I just turned 27. Um, still young, still trying to figure out what I wanted to do. So this gave me an opportunity. And what really got me back into it was watching these trainers on YouTube. Seeing the passion that they had for that really stirred something deep down inside of me that made me start to love the sport again. So I started going to the field, doing the the drills that they had online. I was doing that with myself. I could, if it was something that I wanted to pursue. And I saw a job opportunity posted and it was for a goalkeeper coaching position. So I needed to just suck it up <laughs> because I didn't know if I wanted to actually do it. I didn't know if I enjoyed it enough to say, man, I really want to make this a career. So we went on vacation. I had a lot of time to think about it. Started to work on my own private training business. And when we came back, the posting was gone. I was bummed. I was like, man, I missed my opportunity. And then it popped up again and I jumped on it. And that was probably the best decision that I've ever made in my life so far. It made me realize that it, it was a career that I wanted to pursue. So from so once I got laid off, I made a career choice and I really wanted to pursue coaching. I realized that it was something that I really wanted to make into a, a real future for myself. So part two of the video of who I am will be discussing more of the opportunities that I took when first getting into coaching and immediate goals are um, for 2020 when it comes to actually improving as a coach and getting some licenses, getting some more opportunities. So that's gonna be part two. And it hopefully it won't be as long as the first video. It'll be a little more in depth and it'll have future videos and what those will be about specifically what I'm doing when it comes to coaching and for anyone that is watching um, and once they get into coaching, these are some tips and opportunities that I, I've taken myself. And then ultimately what the reality is like of getting a coaching license and the ups and downs, the costs, um, the sacrifices that you have to make. That is my goal for this channel is just to be the most honest that I can be, the most transparent I can be when it comes to sharing what the realities are of becoming a coach. Boom, with that said, part one is done. If you find this content relevant, just 
stick around because it'll be a lot. So 2020s, there's be great things. Um, as YouTubers say, smash the like button and uh, turn on notifications or whatever. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and I will see you in part two.